Vegas takes over. Smith comes out to the neutral zone. Deals right. Marchessault fires. He scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Smith to Marchessault. 4-2 Golden Knights. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. And welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Wallace out on the homestead. Millard back at the estate and Chapman inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Just going through the NHL.com's power rankings, and the Vegas Golden Knights Mm. are number two behind the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. And in the overall standings, the official record book uh, and recorder of the National Hockey League season, points percentage puts the Vegas Golden Knights Mm -hmm. atop all 31 teams. That's amazing. Halfway through the season, well, technically the Vegas season uh, hits the halfway point tomorrow night, but past the halfway point of the actual schedule, the Golden Knights, number one when it comes to uh, points percentage in the NHL and one of three teams with 20 wins after last night's sensational comeback against the San Jose Sharks. Were you worried? Uh, Give us a call if you want. Let us know where you were during the course of that game. How worried were you? And you have to be honest. You can't just be retroactively going, I wasn't worried. I knew they'd score 12 goals in the third period, and Mark Stone would have eight of them. You can't do that uh, because it's starting to become one of those things where it's not if they'll come back, it's how they'll come back. Do you get that same impression? Mm, yeah, basically. I mean, this is a team that right now, if if you put – any any score on the board, literally any score, five nothing, six to two. I don't care what it is going into the third period. I think the Golden Knights can make it close by the end because that's what they've been able to do every single time they've faced a deficit going into the third period so far this season. And I have no reason to believe that until the final horn sounds that they are ever out of a game. I'm going to do something tomorrow on comebacks in the National Hockey League, and uh, we'll have it both on the VGK Insider Show and on the TV broadcast on, on AT&T Sportsnet. I hate uh, saving things for TV. I want, I want the whole audience to, to get a load of the information that we're able to <laughs> compile. And because this, some of the stuff is, is obvious that we do on these broadcasts, uh, and some of it really does come from genuine curiosity of people uh, like me, the broadcasters. And and what I did was I fired off uh, an email to the National Hockey League uh, peeps today and asking them, is that still cool to say peeps? Or do I have to find... Nope. Nope, it okay. never was. Not, not cool? I'm, I was curious uh, was. Where, the, where the comebacks uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights rank across the National Hockey League. And I'm inventing, I'm inventing a new stat category. Ooh, points, fun. Points gained by comeback. Kind of goes with like the wins above replacement and all that kind of stuff. It's, it sort of follows that. What do you think? Points gained by comeback. There's something there, uh, uh, and I want to know yeah. if you took away sure. if you took away third period comebacks or any type of comeback from the Vegas Golden Knights and said 
they mm-hmm. didn't they didn't come back, where would they be? Yeah. And I'm I'm genuinely curious uh, here. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, welcome in Trevor to the VGK Insider Show. Uh, where where was your uh, heart? Where was your mind? Where was your soul uh, halfway through that game last night? Well, guys, uh, it it looks like this is becoming a thing that's happened happening like super often, and I think I think it might be uh, it's it's kind of like the team isn't learning their lesson. Um, but it, you know, it's a good thing that they're finding a way to win, but it's like, we got to start playing before the third period. Good point. Uh, Trevor, uh, are you turning left or are you turning right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm turning uh, left right now. (laughs) I I was going to go right. uh, Darn it. Uh, uh, Trevor, (laughs) I I, I think you're, you're, you're on to something there. But, uh, and thank you for the call. Uh, I'm going to answer that question. And uh, as I let you go. And uh, phone lines are open, 870-1234, Ah, yes. Wait, come on, let me do it. 702-876-1340 is the number. And, yes, you do want to call in if you're concerned or worried or think Darren's going to bite. He's really harmless. 702-876-1340. I love callers. I do. I, because oh, so it do means I. that, I, that I don't get to, t- we don't get to talk as much, and that makes our, our relationship much better. Uh, here, I want to I wanna address Trevor's point about uh, yeah. the concern they got to start playing before the third period. I think mm-hmm. that that's true, that, and, and I've been really hesitant to go down that path after these comebacks because I didn't sure. want to be, one, I didn't want to be that person to rain on the parade of the excitement. Uh, and mm-hmm. and two, I think that that idea and way of thinking from coaches certainly, and and some in the media, is is natural, except for sure. this season, fifty six right. games in such a shortened time span, you can't get bogged down in how necessarily how you got there because the wins are so important, and yeah, it's going to happen, and it's going to happen a, a few times. Uh, and and if you start piling up the losses and and it hurts you, you got a big thing to worry about. But as long as you're finding a way, it's like the golfer. He he may hit it left or right, like Mickelson, but at the end of the day, he's still holding a trophy. It's 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 okay. Uh, you you can you can find a way to to deal with it a whole lot more, Trevor. But that was a great call. Yeah, I, I think for me, when you're looking at 17 games in 31 days, which is what the Golden Knights have this month, and then you're looking at 17 games in 30 days in April, and you've already played 10, and you are you're eight and two through the month of March, through your 10 games so far, knowing you've still got seven to go, knowing how much of a grind this season's going to be, I I think that there's absolutely value in the in the idea that you have to play more complete games that you you can't wait mm-hmm. until the third period to get engaged but i think that when you look at the mileage that's being put on the bodies of these players at this point of the season knowing that it's going to get even more condensed uh, you got to take whatever wins you can get and i, I think that's kind of where the mindset has to be as you navigate this season particularly and you haven't heard Pete DeBoer address it once during this stretch because no. he 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 feels the same way. 
yeah, I'd, I'd rather be up for and protecting the lead than having to rally and uh, and put everybody through this and our players through this and shorten the bench and uh, all the things that go into into making sure that you can make a game of it at the end. But we still win. Now, it's not going to happen every time. Uh, Minnesota, a week ago last Wednesday, they came up just short mm-hmm. and yep. they left uh, at least a point on the table. But they've managed to, to rescue uh, victory from defeat more often than not. Back to the phone lines, 702-866-1340. Oh, goodness gracious. 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340. You've got to put a, a loony into the jar every time you get the phone number wrong. Yeah, actually, you know, I screwed the last one up on purpose, but, uh, but if I ever do screw it up again because I don't have it written down, because I do have it written down now, yep. Uh, I yep. will. I will throw a loony into the to the mix. Rita, welcome back to the VGK Insider Show. It's been a while since we chatted. Yeah. Well, I got two things. Yeah, I was worried, but something I do a lot in quarantine now. I was talking to my TV, and I was telling the guys, "You've come back before. You can do it again." And second, on the comebacks, maybe it's not a good habit, but it might pay off if we come down to a game seven. And we're behind. We know we can come back. So there's two sides to that coin. But that's all I got. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, Rita. Be safe. Uh, Glad you're doing well. Uh, Rita calling in on the uh, VGK Insider uh, phone line, 702-876-1340. Ding, ding, ding. And give us a call. Let us know. Were you worried? Or were you confident that they would come back? Because in the second period, there wasn't much going on. That was another case where... I think the crowd played a role. Having the people in the building played a role. Didn't didn't provide the spark, but when the spark mm-hmm. was was there, the eruption happened because of the crowd and it was a firestorm after that. What about you guys? Were you were you a little worried that they weren't going to come back? I don't have a rooting interest. I'm an impartial uh, journalist, broadcast journalist. <laughs> That's, uh, that wasn't the question. Chris. You, you could still be impartial and, and not be confident they were going to come back and win the game. I don't have an opinion either way, Chris. I don't know what uh, how you do your job, but I do it as a uh, broadcast professional. Well, ain't that a... <laughs> Put that into a drop and uh, smoke it. Oh, that's me. <laughs> What's going on with you guys? Sense some animosity here. No, it's just absolutely uh, professionalism. I, if if you said going into that third period that you felt yep. there was a reason why why they would come back, I, yep. I'd love to hear it because there yep. wasn't a I, lot of reason to go right there. That play, I can see something there that uh, that I, I saw. So I'll tell you, in terms of last night's game, in terms of the third period, in terms of when I thought there might be something, a, a spark of some kind, it was the fact that the Golden Knights were able to emphatically and quickly score on the power play. And I, I felt like the the player that gets the goal, Cody Glass, like that is a, a big sigh of relief 
for Cody Glass and a confidence builder for Glass. But beyond that, it was just a moment in time where earlier on in the game, the power play let the Golden Knights down. They get another crack, and you don't know how many more you're going to get the rest of the game. It's a pivotal moment. They come through after really not being good up a man early on in the game. That, to me, was like the first moment where I said, I don't think this game is over. Interesting that you say that because like the Minnesota game and the comeback that occurred game number one with fans in the building, the rally took a while to form. Like It was the 10-minute mark of the third period before they, they got the first of, of two goals to, to force overtime and eventually put that one away. Last night, things didn't come out of the third period like a house on fire. And then it was six and a half minutes. They were better, certainly yeah. much better in, in the front half of the third period. But they didn't get anything out of it for six and a half minutes. And at that point, you're kind of racing the clock. Now, you, you can make up a lot for that when you score four goals in, in five minutes, the way, the way they, they managed to do that. But it was a, it was a different – wasn't your traditional come out and just storm the beach. It was – yeah, we we're gonna get some uh, moment, uh, momentum out of it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It, it was not fast and furious to start the third period. No, but once that goal opened things up, it, it was it was frenetic to the mm-hmm. end. It was a fun, fun uh, fourteen minutes of hockey. Back to the phones. Let's go to Lou. Welcome to the VGK Insider Show, Lou. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. I. Uh... I called you guys a few weeks back, speaking of that wild game when they made a big comeback, and I'm the guy that told you that I turned the game off and just yes. walked away and discuss. What did you do last yeah, night? Well, last night when the score got to be 3-1, to one, I looked at my wife and I said, I'm going to bed, and she looked back at me and no. she said, you remember what happened last time, right? And uh, so I stayed and hung out and watched the game and, and was pretty satisfied with the finish, obviously. But, uh, man, I, I, trying to come back – you know, this this often, especially to lower-tier teams like San Jose, I think starts to become a bad habit. There's going to be a point where you just can't reel that other team back in. What did you see last night as the trigger for the comeback? You know, I, I think that, um, that when the game started to get a little more physical, that, uh, that it, it kind of finally amped, amped the Knights up a little bit. Yeah. And it, and it, just, it just kind of woke them up. And, you know, I don't think I'd call them lethargic or just going through the motions, but, man, it just seemed like San Jose was really hungry last night, and it took, you know, sometimes it takes getting punched in the nose to uh, to start to turn things around, and San Jose, I think, started to, to kind of try to exert themselves, and, and finally, you know, Vegas said, hey, to heck with this, we're, uh, we're coming at you. That's a, that's a great point, uh, Lou, and, uh, and did, you thank, did you thank your wife? Believe me, she made sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, and I hope that uh, she'll remind you for for a long time. That's uh, that's outstanding. I love it. You know, I I think Lou makes a, a really good point in terms of the physicality of the game because I thought San Jose really tried to go out of their way to finish their checks. I thought that there were a couple of uh, of big hits early on in the first period. I think the Golden Knights were, were 
cautiously kind of trying to just get out of the game without any, uh, you know, without any worse for wear, without any in- injury. And I do think that in the, in the back half of the second period and early on in the third period, especially when you look at Mark Stone getting into the fight with Tomas Hurdle, what was the catalyst for that? It was Mark Stone laying a big hit on Timo Meyer. Once the Golden Knights started to get more engaged physically, once they were starting to push back in terms of that physicality, I don't think the Sharks liked that very much. I don't think that they were anticipating that pushback from Vegas down two goals in the third period. Uh, back to the phones. Rob, uh, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, First-time caller, long-time lurker. Hey, I um, was listening to a little bit of it, what Ryan just said. I think the uh, big thing I saw last night is, you know, look at the leadership on the team and who wore the A last night. You know, Marshall had one of the best games he's played outside of scoring abilities, just being in there and following up, getting dirty when he had to, um, firing up the team, following Stone's lead. And I think the momentum kind of shifted because they kind of got tired as a team. They weren't going to stand around and take it anymore. The points were more uh, prominent in year number one with the Misfits with Jonathan Marshall. So I would go out on a limb and say he's playing the best overall hockey of his career right now uh, through the first uh, half of this National Hockey League season. And I think you had last night on TV the um, the stat about his uh, turnovers. Yeah, yeah. Um, how he's dropped that in half. You're right. Gary Lawless had that on Lawless and Order. Do you think Gary and I are getting yeah. along too well, or do we need to stir it up again a little bit? I think you need to stir it up again. Yeah, it's kind of getting a little stale, don't you think? Like we're we're we're, we're are the way we're being so cordial to each other. Too too much buddy action going on. Yeah, I'll, you hold know on, what? Hold I'll, on. Are you? I'll, I'll take I'll take that uh, and and pass that along to him for tomorrow night. <laughs> are you Are you Team Darren or Team Gary? That's the uh, Team Darren, of course. Yeah, exactly. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. There's no uh, doubt about that. But thanks, guys. Awesome. Uh, have a great rest of your day. Make sure you call again. We'd love to hear from you. I, I will. Thanks. Outstanding. Uh, this uh, this has been a fun uh, half hour. We've got a couple of minutes left. There's a line open, uh, 702-876-1340. Gives a shout, the VGK Insider Show. Rob and Lou. Uh, making some great points uh, throughout this uh, this comeback conversation about the Vegas Golden Knights racking up the points with third period rallies. You know, I I think that when you when you look at and we've talked about this season in particular, you 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 I don't want to say leniency is the word, but you definitely have to understand what is different about this season, the construction, how difficult it is to beat teams two times in a row, even though the Golden Knights have been able to do it with regularity this season. And I think a lot of their ability to do it with regularity this season is that they can adapt to whatever way the game is going and find ways to win. And and I, I don't look at finding ways to win as a negative right now. As we get deeper into the season, I would like to see the Golden Knights have more command over the game as as you move along. But right now, I'm in I'm in firmly in the camp of you take any win you can get, you take anything that improves your standings as you go toward the playoffs. There's another level to the execution with this hockey club. 
There's no doubt right. about that. Uh, back to the phone line. Stephanie, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Nice to talk to you before a game or on an off day. Yeah, it's fun getting to call in during the day. Um, I just wanted to point out, I kind of missed the first five minutes because I was busy with my kids, but I wanted to point out that, you know, we've had a few comeback wins now, and it hasn't been like the same, you know, one or two people making those comebacks. It's been the team. And whoever needs to step up, steps up. It's not like, okay, well, we need a comeback now. We need Mark Stone. We need Pacioretty. It, it's been whoever's on the ice is putting in that effort and, and making it happen. Last night was one of those efforts where you look at Haig, Glass, yeah. uh, Martinez scoring the goals in the third period, Ryan Reeves with a tip. That's not how you generally roll out your, your comeback, uh, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. Uh, the, the way Pete DeBoer would, uh, would generally have that occur would be shortening the bench and the Carlson line and the Glass or, or Stevenson line would take control of the game. What occurred was Stone and Marcheseau ended up in the penalty box for five minutes uh, stretches <laughs> each and and were unavailable. So you had to plug in a lot of pieces, especially on the power play, and they still managed to get it down. And I wonder if some of that enthusiasm or fresh uh, hands, feet, eyes on the power play helped out a little bit too. But you, Ryan, you had one of the great views last night that nobody on television got to see. Uh, we didn't from, from my vantage point because I'm opposite uh, the player's bench. But where you watched the game, one of the coolest uh, visuals of, of that comeback. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's always funny when you get guys that, that scrap that you don't necessarily think are are going to be the guys that scrap. Like you don't necessarily look to Jonathan Marshall or Mark Stone. Will they throw? Absolutely. But do they do it often? No, because they're too valuable to be sitting in the penalty box for five minutes. Mark Stone lays a big hit, gets into a fight, uh, and and you know, I, I give a lot of credit to Tomas Hurdle for going after Mark Stone to hold him accountable for the hit, but uh, Hurdle held on for dear life. He did not want any part of that fight once it actually got going. Then you've got the fight with Logan Couture and Jonathan Marcheseau, Mark Stone in the penalty box waiting for Jonathan Marcheseau to get there, and those two guys just fist-bumping, high-fiving. It was a beautiful scene to see those two guys that fired up, and I think that that speaks to what you were talking about earlier, Darren. Once the crowd really got that feeling, that energy, that emotion in the building, they did not let it go the rest of the game. And that was before the comeback really got going, right, on the scoreboard? Yeah, it was It was before the Nick Haig goal. Yeah. I, I, so, so it was still three to two. You got you get the goal from Cody Glass. You get uh, you get a couple of fights, a couple of scraps, and then all of a sudden, there you are with all the energy and all the momentum, and and the Golden Knights just really took it to San Jose. And Alec Martinez had himself a game when when Shea Theodore scored the first goal. I don't know whether you guys mm-hmm. saw the highlights with a team huddle when they scored. Like, he was just. Jibbing, jabbing, he was all over the place, so happy uh, that Shea Theodore scored. And then he makes the, the beautiful play on the winner and makes makes sure that the, the goal stands up by stopping the San Jose Sharks, who had an open net. And I don't know who the journalist was that asked the question to Alec Martinez uh, after the game uh, about the wide open net and uh, and making that play. But Martinez, actually, he, like, he, he couldn't even remember it. That stop wasn't it Chris Chapman that asked the question. 
Was it? It was. I thought, yeah, I thought so. Oh. That, that kid's always asking really, really good questions. <laughs> you weren't going to chime I, in when I said I didn't know who oh, asked the question? I, I thought you were being sarcastic. <laughs> no, I thought you were being serious. I, so, I some, someone should hire that Chris Chapman kid because some, he asked some good questions. But he, What are you talking I, about? You have a job. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> No, no, I don't know what you I, mean. I, I, I got to politic a little us. bit, so. Oh, <laughs> politic for oh, who? Oh, you're, you're putting yourself <laughs> out there? On the calls. You have for, a job. For what are a raise. you talking about? I, somebody should give that kid a raise then. How about that? <laughs> okay. Would you take a raise based on your quality of questions? Yeah, of So if you I ask would. a good question to get a good answer, yes. you'll, get, you'll get a bump. If you ask a questionable question and maybe get a subpar answer or a or tick the the person off will you take a hit in your salary well you know would, we there, there was a, a night a couple of weeks ago where i wasn't quite sure i guess it was a couple of nights ago not a couple of weeks ago where I, i'm not quite sure how to take it because i asked mark stone a question but mark andre flurry answered the question and it prompted mark stone to say uh there's, could we just preface it with Mark with a K? And, or, you know, so. so that's not a good question. Well, well I, I got a good answer from Flurry, but the question The was, wrong guy answered it. Yeah, well, 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 the problem is whenever I ask Mark Andre Flurry a question, I always address him as Mark Andre. But I guess he was, he was really excited because it was after he had been released from, from the, the COVID. Surprised you don't address him as Flower. Are no, you, no. So are you so confident in your quality of questions that you would take a bump? For a good answer and a and a decrease in pay with a I, bad answer, I feel like I ask some very good questions. So so what yes, are the multipliers I, here. Yeah, and, so and like, who decides? Like it, it's like I do. Two, well, like it's well, like a two no. percent increase or a two percent decrease or or five percent increase and a five percent decrease. Because you know I've so like, I told you before that that you ask good questions, but you also come from left field sometimes and and sort of nudge yourself back a little bit. Well, like like when. Like when I asked Pete about his favorite snack cookies. Yeah, that's one. No, of them. no, no, no. When you asked on a game day about pizza, but it was yeah, National that Pizza was another Day, one. And, and Nick Wah, he it's he, a game day. <laughs> well, it's a game day. I, I, he scored it's a pre-game goal. And I think he scored a goal that night. So, yeah. so it, it, it cleared his mind. I don't think he scored a goal since. Uh, I believe Ryan's point has been made. Uh, VGK Insider Show chatting about the the big comeback last night. We'll take a break. There's some uh, happenings in the National Hockey League that we have to bring you up to date to. And what one of the great little nuggets from a nine nothing beatdown by the New York Rangers <laughs> against the Philadelphia Flyers. Sweet revenge is so beautiful and can taste so wonderful at times we'll tell you exactly why that played a role in last night's nine zip victory by the new york rangers it's the vgk insider show on fox sports las vegas we're back to the vegas golden knights insider show on fox sports las vegas 98.9 fm and 1340 a.m Uh, confirmed. VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman back in the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio making sure that we're on the air. Uh, I'm old. Tweeps, uh, peeps, uh, doesn't matter. It's uh, it's all old uh, school and should not be used. My wife even, uh, even jumped in on board with you guys and said, don't do it anymore. Please don't. So I, I will uh, I will refrain from that. But thanks for, thanks for not making me feel old 
or like I, I did something wrong or I'm lame. You guys just handled it with uh, with great professionalism. Well, in fairness, it, it's not that it's not like an old thing. It's just uh, no one's ever done that in the Nobody's history of time. Nobody's used peeps so, before yeah. ever. Yeah, no, it's it, just huh. don't do it. Hey, one of my peeps yeah. was uh, was on the bench in uh, for the San Jose Sharks the last couple of games at T-Mobile Arena, and he was mm-hmm. uh, he was running up and down the bench. He was pretending that he was skating and stick handling. I better get full stop, credit for this. And he would. Mm-hmm. He would dance one way and fake left yep. and go right, and then he would go back down the bench, and then he would stop, and uh, he was basically playing out, uh, visualizing with with body movement, mm-hmm. if you can do that, uh, yep. getting ready yep. for, for, for the game. And you and I watched it on Monday and went through it, like, mm-hmm. what is going on down there? And you called it. Uh, I took some video yes. of said player yep. and sent Mm-hmm. who we thought was the player, uh, sent him a note and said, is yeah. this you? And right <laughs> on the money, congratulations, because uh, you you nailed it, pal. I did. Uh, are, are we going to reveal the name of the player now? I want you to do it. I know, I know Chapman's I feel- very... Okay. So Chapman has nothing to as, do with this. We- he wasn't even involved in the shows. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm aware of that, but he's, he's very intrigued now, and I, I kind of want to build the suspense for Chapman. Oh, okay. Um, as, as you and I were initially watching this player get ready for the game, we had various, uh, various guesses as to who we thought it was. Like you said, Brent Burns, and I'm like, ah, eh, not enough hair. Eric Carlson, still not enough hair. And then during the game on Monday, there was, there was a play that happened from this particular player that was actually a movement that he did on the bench pregame. Like, the visual, the visualization worked because it actually manifested itself in the game on Monday. And then, when you came back to the table for the postgame show on Monday, I said, that is Curtis Gabriel. That is yeah. Curtis Gabriel. That's who I think it is. And when we saw him again on Wednesday, I'm like... Yeah, for sure. That's Curtis Gabriel. And it was, indeed, Curtis Gabriel. So I took the video uh, from way far away, up in the flight deck and down to the San Jose bench. So anybody that's been at Team Mobile <laughs> Arena, uh, think about that. I And uh, the zoom on the old phone isn't exactly up to, to par from that. But I sent him just a note and said, uh, it was quickly, hey, pal, is this you? And sent back a note right away. Well, it didn't go right away. We were curious whether he would he would send back the note before the, before the game started. <laughs> And that would have been. I thought he pulled uh, his phone out while you were texting him. Yeah, because I sent the note at five fifty, uh, and pregame uh, warm-up starts at six thirty. That would have been different. I'm always curious how much guys are on their phone in the dressing room, though. Uh, that is uh, one of yeah. my curiosities. But he sent back a note at, at ten thirty last night, uh, just before I joined you on the extended, extended, extended postgame show, and it was uh, a, a confirmation. It sure is me. Pre-game visualization and talking to myself. It works. Mental reps. It's all in the reps. And uh, he was a, he was a thorn in the in the Golden Knights side uh, for for this season. And even Pete DeBoer mentioned it by name uh, that uh, that he kind of disrupted things and they had to get through that before they started playing hockey. But uh, he he's got one of the weirdest, strangest, most unique, different personal uh, pre-game uh, approaches. 
that I've uh, that I've ever seen. And then during the game, he's bopping and and going to the music. Uh, he's having fun uh, fun out there. I just watched the video, by the we, way. We, oh yeah, <laughs> funny stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How would you describe? Did you it, did you watch the games? Uh yeah yeah of course. Um, I, okay. I, I I didn't really catch what 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 uh, Darren was saying. I guess maybe it's one of those things you kind of have to be there to see. But I I'm a fan of his. What did it look like to you? What did it look what like he was doing like to you? What on the on the bench? Yeah, on the bench. Uh, yeah, the, in the video. You just said that yeah, you watched it, the video. It, yeah, it looked like what, he was stretching a little bit. Reaction yeah. to it. It's it's. I haven't seen a player warming up on the bench like that before. Like, Which it is like, what we said. Yeah, I mean, it looked like he was stretching out and and doing. I mean, I don't know how to really describe it other than stretching out and and doing things that I don't there's, normally there's see players literally, do. There's no stretching that is happening in the video. He's got his stick. He is going up and down the bench, and he is juking and jiving, well, and to, he is stick handling around inanimate objects. Like that's what he's doing on the bench, well, and it's it's up and down, and he throws body checks while he's going through his pre-game visualization. There's nothing wrong with that. He's got to get in the zone. No one's saying that there is. No, no. I I mean, well, yeah. look, every every player is is different. They have their own their own way of getting in, getting ready, and their own superstitions. Well, I, and I guarantee you this, that uh, Gabriel, if if they were in the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, he would mm-hmm. be a star because yes. NBC or Hockey Night in Canada – uh, covering the Stanley Cup playoffs, we're looking for that. Well, playing we, for that we, team, that's our, not our, a problem our, he's going to have anytime soon. Well, that's what I meant. You didn't have to. <laughs> oh, I, it was kind of an obvious. <laughs> but if, if he if he was in the Stanley Cup it's playoffs, he would become like the story, and they would update it, uh, much like we've seen from Corey Perry or Malkin or diff, the different rituals uh, over the course of the years. But that one, that one is so different and so unique that uh, that. Producers on both sides of the mic. Ron would have it on his pregame show on Hockey Night in Canada, even if the San Jose Sharks weren't uh, weren't going to be one of the primary games. It's just something that's uh, that's so unique and and so different. And uh, wish him the best. He's got some cool little things going Gabriel, off the ice, and um, you, uh, we'll we'll get him on at some point. You know what my favorite part of this story is? Like the fact that he's he he doesn't say, yeah, why did you take video of me? It's just like. Hey Darren, yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. me for sure. Like there, <laughs> you're your being time. you're being kind of a kind of a creep, and you're just like, no, that's cool. <laughs> no, not I just said, is this you, pal? I don't, I don't, I don't think that's creepy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it's, it's not a little like, creepy. I don't think it's stalkerish. I, I mean, it's 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 something that that is unique, and and I think based on what I've seen of Gabriel on social media, he probably kind of enjoyed the fact that someone noticed it. And he like, we know each other. I've never met met him, Curtis, but uh, but we we know of each other, and yeah, it's, I, I'm a broadcaster. He knows that, and yeah. Uh, he, yeah. he's a player, and he's doing it out in the bench. It's if he's in the hallway and I'm holding the phone around the corner, then it's voyeurism. But that, that's, uh, <laughs> this is a this is a, a, a very public uh, a public domain, sure. and yeah, I, I can't wait. I hope he plays in the Stanley Cup playoffs at some point. Uh, so so one of my. Uh, good producer friends can can get a shot of that i i think we need to turn curtis gabriel's pre-game routine into a national treasure i i think yeah. we do 
I'll try and get let's, some video of it that. from the AT&T side and see if I can get the, yeah. the cameras to shoot. I don't know whether the Sharks broadcasters, uh, I don't get a chance to watch their show, uh, whether they do it. But uh, but it was in a losing cause, nonetheless, as the Golden Knights uh, pulled out another comeback last night against the San Jose Sharks. 5-0 and against the Sharks this year. 6-0 and in the gold jerseys. What do you put more stock into? And one leads to superstition the other one points to competition i i put more stock into the fact that they've been able to beat the same team five times out of five than i do that they're undefeated in gold jerseys (laughs) are you are you flummoxed by the fact that i keep track of what their record is in the gold sweaters do you do it just for fun like is it just sport to you uh well no I like I actually gain confidence or, or you, from it. Or do you believe that I there's believe. a correlation there? Yes. Yeah. Why? I wasn't like I was Why? I was on the verge with the gold helmets of being being like really concerned whether or not they should wear them again because they were on no. the verge of, of, of losing uh, I think for the third time in a row with them before they, they came back and, and won that game against them the Minnesota Wild. So I, I put that much stock into sweaters and luck and whether or not you should wear them. And uh, I think after a while, something like being undefeated in a certain jersey does become a legitimate thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't buy it. Like, I, it, It's harder for me, I guess, to buy it this year because of the fact that they are just really rotating through four jerseys, essentially, right? Like, but I was more like I the helmets. Like the helmets I, had got off to well, a slugger start. Well, yeah, because you're, you know, you're man that yells at clouds. Like you hate fun, and that's fine. Like you just, you, you, I water my driveway. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not about the helmets. Like you could try to make it about the helmets all you want to, and and about the record in the helmets. It's not about. Oh, that. you it's don't about think I like the helmets? Like the helmets? Yeah, I don't think you Whoa. like the helmets. Oh, I did not know that I, you were like, speaking. Okay, for me. let me let me rephrase that because I I. I think you I think, I think you, you appreciate should. the the chance that the Golden Knights have taken in getting those helmets. I, I think you appreciate the gesture behind them, but I think that it is not your cup of tea in terms of flashiness um, for an organization or for a team to have. I, well, I think that's I want where Brian at. Killingsworth, the, the chief marketing officer of the Vegas Golden Knights, to know that you do not speak for me. That I actually mm-hmm. do enjoy Good. the helmets. I, I, well, I appreciate love the helmets. not only the chance that they took on the helmets, but I've also come uh, full bore. Uh, when you see something like that at first, you're like, whoa, we're a conservative sport. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? And yeah. now, now I like it. And I like the gold helmets, the shiny gold helmets, way more than mm-hmm. I like the yellow helmets of the Pittsburgh Penguins and whatever attempt at gold the helmets are with the Nashville Predators. It's like mustard. Th- those are Wait. ugly. And the sh- at least if you're going to do it, <laughs> you go all the way. And being with the shiny, glitzy gold helmets that the Golden Knights, they were all in. So uh, if if I, you want to call me the stodgy old guy, no, no, no. Uh, I didn't, me, I didn't, but, I'm not... I'm not the one over here trying to make up a stat to show why you shouldn't wear the helmets. 
Like, it's not a stat, and and we're okay with it now. But after after the big Good. comeback, I think uh, we we Good just need you. to put that one to bed because after a while, it does it like you, no. you, you kind of hear that. Ooh, yeah, should we wear them again? I don't know. But but the six yes. and zero with the gold sweaters, that is telling. So you think beating San Jose from a competition standpoint outweighs the the superstition side of wearing the gold sweaters? And I'll just challenge you with the fact that, like. Mm-hmm. San Jose, can you really call that competition when you look at the head-to-head Ooh. record over over the course of the regular season? It is it's so heavily tipped in favor of the Golden Knights that it doesn't. Even though the games have been close themselves, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the the head-to-head matchup is a whitewash. Yeah, I I think that I put more stock into. A, a record that you can base off of facts, that a record that you can base off of uh, a, a competition-based metric as opposed to, well, this team went 3-7-4 and four in this jersey, so therefore they should never wear it again because the jersey is cursed. Do you want to know why? Because I don't believe in jinxes, and I'm not a superstitious guy. Yeah, there's, uh, there's people around the National Hockey League that disagree with you. Jinxes are uh, not real. And, and, and not just fans. I'll say that. That's uh, fine. They're not real. It, it yeah. doesn't exist. A it's jinx real is not if real. You, uh, if you make it real. It's the VGK Insider Show. We've got one-timers coming up. Uh, bring you up to date with uh, with one of the real cool notes that you will like. If you like revenge, if you love payback, if you, if you get off on <laughs> sticking it to the man, then you're going to love this one, what we've got coming up on the uh, on the one-timer segment. And we also have some good news of the day on the VGK Insider Show. But up next, we're going to catch up with our good friends on Fox Sports Las Vegas. It's time for the good news of the day on the VGK Insider Show. The good news of the day is brought to you by Silver State Schools Credit Union, prioritizing people over profit. And you guys have heard it. The band is all the way back together. Chris Chapman is back on the program. Uh, You know what? We were really worried about you, Chapman. Like, we wanted to send flowers to your house, but it wasn't Valentine's Day. Uh, So we didn't really know what to do for you. So we figured we'd just give you your space. And, uh, you know, welcome you back with open arms when you were well enough to get back on the program. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was kind of a a not-so-great week. Uh, Monday was a vacation day, but I got sick Monday night, and then obviously Mm -hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, I was still sick. You could probably still hear it in my my voice, more nasally than usual. But uh, good news is I did get tested for COVID, so I I obviously am not COVID positive or I would still be home. But uh, just a a little... Head cold, I guess, and uh, so uh, I, I appreciate you guys welcoming me back. It's nice to be back. I was telling Darren, I I'm not one of those people who likes being homesick. Like I hate being homesick. I don't like missing work for mm. being sick. So yeah. I was I was clamoring to get back, and uh, the opportunity was there today, so I took advantage of it. I was like, all right, I'm back. Okay, can I talk now? <laughs> no, no, not like like not not like I I need airtime. But can I can I bring up a point here? Go for you, it. You, you, you can't off a weekend, and I'm just going to say it, you can't go a weekend, Saturday, Sunday, into a day off Monday, and then call in sick I know. Tuesday, it, Wednesday. It, it looks you, so you, bad. You it can't looks so do bad. It. And, and I'm just going to say it, that I think you were faking. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> so, someone had to say it, right? Someone had to say it. What 
Did, did you get the in and out we sent to your house? Did you get the in and out we sent to your house, Chris? No, no. I think oh, you were fake. Must have been out at the time. Hey, huh. that guy that you just played, yes, the, Pete Weber. So, did you hear what happened to him? No. So he no. was just on something, uh, on some program, not on something. Well, I was going to say it, yeah. it, it did sound like he was he was on something. But, Who do you think you are? So I just saw a clip of him, and they were they were interviewing the dude, and and they were talking about his different championships and his favorite moments and all that kind of stuff. And he throws out that line, who do you think you are, I am, and then drops profanity at the end and says, I had to do it. I think he was smashed while he was doing the interview and mm-hmm. and ends yeah. it with this profanity-laced sign-off. He's a he, complete and utter unpredictable dude. Well, the best part about that clip is he's trash-talking 12-year-olds in the front row who were kind of trolling on uh, him. No, you got that wrong. No, I that's heard. not. Oh, what did, did he? Did, did he, he clarify? Come on. Yes. Yes. It well, was, now you, it ruins the story. Yes, you got that wrong, and uh, I got a couple of notes on that. And that it was uh, it was something entirely different than the 12 year olds. Whoever sent you the notes was wrong. I'll put it Uh-oh. out there. All right. Uh-oh. Deal. Faker. Who was it? <laughs> I don't know. Faker. <laughs> Who's faking it now? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe you. That's the good news of the day brought to you by Silver State Schools Credit Union. Uh, having some fun on the VGK Insider Show. We'll come back with our number two and one of the great revenges in the world of professional sports. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Vegas takes over. Smith comes out to the neutral zone. Deals right. Marshall fires. He scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Smith to Marshall. 4-2 Golden Knights. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Well, did you enjoy that wild ride, that journey, the junket that was a Golden Knights 5-4 victory last night against the San Jose Sharks? 5-0 head-to-head against their rivals in the West Division as the Golden Knights embark on a little two-game road trip to Southern California for a pair of games against the Los Angeles Kings before returning to team. Uh, we are going to transition into a heavy part of the schedule, and when the month changes to April, dig in because it's one game every second day and sometimes on consecutive days, and it's a schedule that we've never seen the likes of in the National Hockey League. But they go into this weekend set against the Los Angeles Kings with a record of 20 victories, six losses, and one other. And I say it that way because... We really, we, what we really need is the Golden Knights more than anything to win tomorrow night against the Kings, so we can get back to just ripping off the numbers in in a record uh, fashion, without putting words in between, like twenty victories, six losses, and one other. Because when Ryan Wallace says it, it sounds like they're twenty six and one. Mm, Darren Millard along 20. with Ryan Wallace. No, yes. no, no. They're one. They're they're twenty six and one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense to me, but others have complained that they think that you're saying 26 and one, and uh, and I've tried to defend you against Who those complained? other people over and over and over. Uh, my 14 year old, yeah, 
Yeah, she's not oh. happy with you at all. No, I'm kidding. That's fine. But it, but uh, she's but probably it's just, right. It's just a different reason to hope that they rack up a fifth straight win and uh, try to chase down that uh, that season high of six consecutive victories. The Vegas Golden Knights, off that five four come from behind win last night, have now won at least four games in a row, four consecutive times in twenty seven mm. games. That, ladies and gentlemen, is consistency. They've only suffered back to back losses on two occasions and with Pete DeBoer at the 50 game mark you're looking mm-hmm. at one of the greatest runs with a franchise ever yeah it's it's kind of surprising i guess as to how good the golden knights have been under Pete DeBoer and and really just when you look at Pete's record as a head coach throughout his other stops what he's doing with Vegas right now is is on another level it is absolutely hands down elite play from his team and elite coaching that i don't think you've we we've really witnessed before uh, it, or at least in a long time uh, in the NHL. Pete DeBoer will coach his 50th game with the Vegas Golden Knights uh, after picking up his career win number 450. And he's now 34th on the all-time wins chart, just in case you were wondering that. Tied with one of the Sutters, Brian Sutter, who is an awesome guy. I uh, didn't ever uh, got to spend enough time with uh, Brian Sutter. I'd love to cook up with him again and have a nice cold beer uh, with with Brian Sutter because he's a, he's a lot of fun uh, to to chat with. All the Sutters are, are a lot of fun to chat with. And uh, the Golden Knights and Pete DeBoer are fun to just hang out and watch play because you never really know what's happening. They get off to great starts, right? It, they, they score first almost on a, on a nightly basis and then we'll see which way the game goes. But they've, uh, they've done a good job, uh, especially lately, of not chasing the game and they managed to find a way to reel the game back last night and in winning in regulation, that adds to their total on that column and control first place overall in NHL win percentage and we have to give our rankings, our ratings, one to five by way of our special VGK Insider Show, one of a kind. It's uh, it's been trademarked. It's the called what? What do we call it again? What do we trademark it? We didn't. Ah, Chapman. He was sick this week. He was supposed to do it this week, and he was sick. Uh, stick figures is a one. Ink blot is a two. <laughs> Three is finger painting. Four is wine and paint, and five is Bob Ross because not every game is a Picasso. That's how we came up with this thing, and uh, we are right into it. We've had a couple of Bob Rosses recently. Hmm. The game last night, five four, come from behind, win after trailing three one, and watching the San Jose Sharks score. Three consecutive goals in the second period. How do we evaluate the 20th win of the season by the Vegas Golden Knights? So this is an inkblot if I've ever seen one, but the final result is positive, and the final result brings the Golden Knights to 20 wins in their 27th game. It also gives Mark Stone another one of those moments as the leader, as the captain, where he just lights up the crowd, right? Like you you see Mark Stone deliver the hit, you see Mark Stone get in the fight, you see that he really wants that fight going. He wants to throw and and again, Tomas Hurdle holding on for dear life. He did not want to throw once that fight got started. And then Mark Stone's uh 
his his skate to the penalty box, that moment where he is just connecting individually uh, with every single person in that arena, and you could feel it, you could sense it, and then what came from those moments early on in the third period. I'm bumping it up to a finger paint. I, I want to put it right in the middle uh, because there were there were aspects that were really good for San Jose and not so good for the Golden Knights. But the fact of the matter is it's two points. It was a strange, wacky game, but the Golden Knights get the win, and I'm going to go finger paint right smack dab in the middle. Before we get off to Chapman and his ranking, the, the moment that Mark Stone fought and mm-hmm. delivered that uh, shot of adrenaline from the rink was the moment where I thought that the comeback was doomed because they were going to lose Mark Stone for five yeah. minutes. I, I looked yeah. at it from a, from a very rational standpoint. The emotional leader and the catalyst to this season and a player that's top 10 in scoring is not going to be in the lineup for the next uh, five minutes, and there's only 13 minutes to go, or however much time was uh, was left. I should look at the uh, the box score a little closer. Uh, I thought that that's where they, they went south. I'm wrong in that. But in your take, in watching Stone fight Hurdle and skate to the penalty box, if that was an 8 out of 10 memorable moment, how mm-hmm. many points do you give it just because of the hair? Like the 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 flow and and the mm-hmm. hair just yep. adds to it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Like if you're if you're asking me to rate the fight for Mark Stone and just the entire imagery of those moments, that's a Bob Ross if I've ever seen one. He gets a point and a half extra just because of the the hair going everywhere. Hundred percent. I agree with that, Chapman. How do you rate last night's uh, victory? Well, it had the potential to be really bad, right? But I think the third the third period kind of kind of saved. He's it. not the best color commentator in the league yeah. for nothing, folks. I, I mean, if, if, oh. if, if it's a good thing they play three periods. I'll, I'll put it that way because another dynamite drop in, Monty. Yes, because the third period to me was was. Who a, do you a, think you are? I am. Yep. <laughs> I'm 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 actually going to go pretty high because I feel like the third period was probably one of the more entertaining periods of hockey I've seen this season out of the Golden Knights. I mean, it it, it kind of it sounds like I'm, I'm I'm beating the dead horse when I say it's an enter, you know this period nope, was, and, was and when San Jose scored late, it became a, a, a really nail biter again. Yeah, because you needed you needed the Alec Martinez play at the end of the game to prevent the game from going into overtime. But I'm going to give it a white and paint because it it was a lot of fun. So that's a four out of five. Like, it was a lot of fun. That third period was great. You had a little bit of everything in that period. You had some guys scoring that you may not have expected to score goals. Alec Martinez and Nick Haig being two of them. You got Tomasz Nosek on the power play. Who, With who, Will Carrier? Yeah, I mean, I, I love, first of all, Nosek is, is one of those guys who I love when he's out on the ice because he does so many things that are good. But putting him on the power play was kind of cool and Pete kind of alluded hey maybe those guys are chomping at the bit to get out there more on the power play but that third period was awesome Mark Stone and Jonathan Marchessault fighting it was funny because I texted somebody a couple nights ago and said hey I wonder if we're ever going to see Marchessault get into a fight sure enough two you games didn't later say that there's I, no way you said that I I will send you screenshots of the conversation we okay, had do that all right I will do that in the break He's never had a fight in his Vegas Golden Knights I'm, career. I'm until telling that you, I, I, I said, boy, how fun would it? Something along the lines of how fun would it be to march to see March so get into a fight? And 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 we saw it. We saw it a couple nights later. Now now I'll go back. I will screenshot it and send it to you guys. Okay, 
please. I, and, and don't 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 feel bad if I if it doesn't uh, if I don't respond. Sometimes your stuff gets caught in my uh, spam folder. Well, it's a, it's a text message. I don't think there's a spam. I, I your that your lack of response will that, be my uh, the point. my 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 uh, satisfaction knowing Thank that you, I Ryan. was right. So. Uh, I'm going yeah. with wine and paint as well, four to five, because of the and I, I'm trying to look at the game individually. It mm-hmm. it kind of kind of gets lumped into the other brilliant rallies out of the team lately and how they've been able to find ways to win. And you, you like from, from opening night of the season and the drama there to, uh, to what happened uh, for the first game against uh, Minnesota with the first night, the fans were, were in the building to last night we're, we're, we're funneling down a path of, yeah, they, they did it again, but on its own last night's game was Thoroughly entertaining, lots of drama, a lot of great things. Shea Theodore's emergence continues, and uh, he had he could have had three goals in the first period. Uh, mm-hmm. His defensive partner uh, being back together with Alec Martinez. I love what Ryan McGill and the coaching staff have done in, in pairing those two up uh, last night. Uh, I enjoyed the the penalty killing of uh, of White Cloud and and Hag. Uh, it's there was a lot happening and a lot of good depth scoring uh, that came out of that team with the comeback. So not just just the rally in the third period and being able to erase a a multi-goal deficit in the third frame, but who produced and how they did it was outstanding. And may I just mention, because we haven't done it, nine-point scoring streak for or a nine-game point streak for Mark Stone. Outstanding. Mm -hmm. And Marc-Andre Fleury continues to record victories and does it in his the 17th game in 18 outings, which continues to be staggering. Don't know whether we'll see uh, Robin Leonard tomorrow uh, against Los Angeles or whether it'll be uh, one of the two games on Sunday or Monday. Hey, for sure that they'll split up. I would think for sure that they would split up the, the game Sunday and Monday. I don't know how they're going to do it, but, uh, but Mark andre has given this team such reliable and spectacular goaltending that even in a 5-4 game, he deserves a mention. I agree with that 100%. And I thought Marc-Andre Fleury made the saves that he needed to make last night to to keep the Golden Knights and to keep this game kind of within striking distance. And again, I, I think that with, with the Golden Knights, what we've seen so far this season is that it doesn't really matter what the score is. It doesn't matter what time of the game it is. This is a team that is capable of finding ways to get back, crawl back into, and then win a game. And as a fan, I I think just kind of having that in your back pocket, knowing that, that even though it seems like the game is over, it's not has to be nice. Like It's got to be a, a good feeling knowing that your team can come back and find ways to win. Ryan Reeves deserves some love out of this. After Agreed. scoring his 100%. first goal of the season, waved off, the mm-hmm. only question about that goal not counting was why it took Bob Bugner so long to challenge. I actually got to the point where, are they going to drop the puck? Did, yeah, did Vegas right. really get away with this? Somehow, because it seemed yeah. to be fairly obvious that Carrier was impeding Devin Dubnik's opportunity to make a save. Uh, so that was waved off, and when when you're going through a stretch where you haven't scored, I don't care if, it, if it's Ryan Reeves and you're full of all that confidence, it's got to sting a little bit and yeah. take away a little bit of momentum. And that turned the game from 2-2. San Jose came back and scored, went to 3-1. That was a big swing. 
And yeah. you're sitting there going, is that going to be the difference? And Reeves comes out, and they rolled pretty good the the third period, as in lines and, and personnel. And Reeves ends up making the tip and and scoring a big goal and then getting his first uh, of the year. And, and Ryan Reeves, his first goal since the last home game a year ago, prior to the pause. And I love the caller last night uh, phoning up and saying that he was at that last game against New Jersey, and last night was his first game uh, uh, with his brother and being able to be in the rink and watch Reeves score a couple of times. And that that's sort of the third line's been going because Alex Tuck has carried the weight of, mm-hmm. of the offense. Uh, the second line's been so consistent, uh, deserve way more than they've got out of it. The first line is the first line. Uh, the question is, can that those meat grinders produce enough and and uh, really become a factor at both ends of the ice instead of providing some energy? You still want to be able to score goals. You have to be able to yeah. score goals, even on that fourth line. And will that be the catalyst uh, with Carrier coming back on the lineup tonight and was effective six hits? I think uh, was the was the team high for him, and and Reeves scoring is is huge. I thought Carrier had a lot of jump in the game. I I'll be honest, like I thought that that fourth line, even throughout the the lulls in the game for the Golden Knights in the second period, I thought that they were good consistently throughout the entire night. Like if you were going to look at a a player that I think deserves uh, a lot of love and and rightfully a a first star of the game, it would be Ryan Reeves. I mean, you you kind of you break through that goal comes back and he he just was in the middle of a lot last night and none of it none of it was what i think we kind of expected he would be in the middle of when the when the game started because we we heard the comments from Curtis Gabriel pregame we we knew that there was going to be an added emphasis on some physicality from San Jose's side and for the most part Ryan Reeves just went out hit whatever he could hit and he comes through where it matters most and that's on the score sheet and you know when you've got Mark Stone and Jonathan Marcheseau in the penalty box for fighting and Ryan Reeves on the ice scoring goals uh, that just gives you an indication of just how wild a night it was last night. I wonder if Reeves was told to just stay away from that like instructed I, don't don't probably buy in at all and maybe and and I think that there's there's an important emphasis there with with ryan reeves and and this is kind of the point that I make every time i I talk about Reeves. He has the ability to go out and deliver hits and stay away from that aspect of the game because he doesn't need to have fights night in and night out. He doesn't have to do it. He can go out there and affect the game in different ways with big hits, with work down low, leaning on teams. And that's what we're starting to see more and more of with Ryan Reeves, and that's a good thing. It is, and if there's some confidence to be gained from that, and uh, also will carry eight, and Thomas Nosek is certainly feeling it a whole bunch more, being able to to throw them out and get some contributions from, from that group is going to be pivotal. You know, five goals again last night. Should also touch on that. Four goals against, that's a concern. And there's been uh, some breakdowns defensively, turnovers. Uh, love to tighten that up. It was by no means a perfect game. And uh, should, if we're not doing our job, if we're not acknowledging that uh, from a from a 
just breaking out and and being smarter or better with the puck, taking care of the puck. Mm-hmm. Uh, smarter yep. shouldn't shouldn't come into play. This this team's got the players that uh, that know what to do with the puck, but uh, but executing their their deliveries with the puck uh, has to be a, a little bit of a concern or a place that they can get better at, and 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 certainly progress on that front and coverage in front of that the the goals uh, gary pointed out uh uh in the second intermission the the the, the goals right around that crease area mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. where where the puck goals and then they were better uh in that middle stanza because uh they were getting to that spot yeah and i think that there's also something to be said for managing the game right like when the golden mm-hmm. knights complete that comeback they go up two goals you you don't necessarily have to push for the offense. You just have to make sure you're taking care of the puck. You have to make sure that you're not turning pucks over at the blue lines. And I think that there are times within a game where the Golden Knights are, are feeling it offensively and, and maybe push for that offense just a little bit too much. So it, it, beyond just their their decisions with the puck in in normal situations, you've got to play to the the game as well. And I think that that is a level of execution that, as we've talked about, can get better with this team as this season continues to progress. Did you see Shea Theodore and Ryan Reeves take the phone out for their introduction as game second and third or second and first stars? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Like from from Fantastic. that perspective, being able to sort of go out and and be taken out for a twirl. And uh, what did what did Shea Theodore say? What a barn. <laughs> or I can't remember if it was Ryan or, or, or Saison. Oh, what a barn. But uh, 20 wins, six losses, one other, 5-0 and against the San Jose Sharks, and 6-0 against the jerseys uh, with the gold jerseys on, and they will take on the Los Angeles Kings. Five goals scored. That's the 10th time this year the Golden Knights have hit five goals in a game, season high. The only other team that's produced as many games scoring five goals in a game is I'll give you both one guess Toronto nope um well Edmonton hasn't played against Ottawa <laughs> ten times uh, you know I'm gonna go no 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 not ten times against one team uh, but ten, uh, no, no, five no, I know. I, ten I, times was, this year. No, that was that was a joke. No, oh, sorry. It meant to be a joke. I'm going to go off the board. I was going to go to Tampa, but I'm going to say Florida. How do you know that? Ding, 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 ding. That's impressive. Because Florida's Florida's been fantastic. They have been fantastic. They've been good. I just never would have put them into that category of scoring five goals in a game ten times. Hey. Well done. I'm a professional. Uh, I'm a professional. You are a broadcast professional, and I didn't even give you that answer. Well done. No. As as we crank up the offense of the Vegas Golden Knights, scoring four goals in a period for the second time in the last three games. So they're, they're getting it done coming off the spirited performance. Do you see something different from... The game in Minnesota, where Coughlin scored his three, but they came up short and mm-hmm. the suffered the back-to-back losses, and what you've witnessed out of this team for the past four games, because it's very different in how they played at XL Energy Center and then to Enterprise Center and T-Mobile Arena. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, in 
in terms of those games against Minnesota, it, it almost felt like I, I don't want to say that they were defeated going into it, but there were some some certainly some some uh, adversity situations that they had to deal with with injuries to key players. And what I'm seeing out of the Golden Knights right now is a team that every time they get on the ice, doesn't matter who's in the lineup, they expect to win. And I I don't necessarily think that I got the feeling that as they went into Minnesota, they expected they would win those games, that they kind of had that same swagger about them as they went into those two games in Minnesota. So if there's one thing that I'm noticing that's different is that this is a team right now that expects to be the best team on the ice, or at least by the end of the game, the team with more goals. I think the next time they go into XL Energy Center, they will have more confidence based on how they finished up that third period yeah. and that push uh, to try and tie yeah. that game. I, uh, Ed Graney and I debate whether momentum can carry over. Uh, that's not necessarily mm-hmm. a momentum thing. I think it's more a confidence issue of having some success in finding the net and being able to put the Minnesota Wild on their heels. Uh, I think it'll it'll uh, transfer over and and give them a, a little bit of a boost. Remember, they played that game with Alex Petrangelo without him. Uh, he was injured, mm-hmm. and uh, and Shea Theodore was still looking for something, and I think he's certainly found it. And whatever he did between the two games in St. Louis uh, has worked because uh, he is back to being the same old Shea. We are going to take a break and bring in uh, the NHL one-timers segment, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. The ultimate revenge factor. It must have felt so good. All part of that 9 nothing thrashing by the New York Rangers over the Philadelphia Flyers last night. We'll take you into that uh, result. Plus, a broadcaster today said something on the air in the National Hockey League. I'm, I'm a little bit shocked. We'll, we'll play it and let you listen to it uh, because it's, it's, it's out there. It's just one of those uh, great sound bites from the, uh, from the Boston broadcast. And our good friend Jack Edwards says that they face the Buffalo Sabres. You can kind of get a hint on, on what he might uh, have dropped on the air. It's the, VGK Insider. it's the VGK Insider Show at Fox Sports Las Vegas. It's a tie hockey game. On the VGK Insider Show. You know, there's just days where I think, <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if we brought people in and they were flies in the wall to listen to what happens during the commercial break? Uh, because uh, all of a sudden Chapman just rushed in and said, oh, we got to go. And we didn't know what we were really going for. But he obviously forgot that we were ending our commercial break and coming back, and he completely panicked. Is that is that somewhat uh, near the truth, Chapman? Uh, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Well, and I'm glad that we've got the uh, one-timer music playing and uh, everything's uh, according to plan as we come back for this segment. Uh, this is news and notes from around the National Hockey League. want to tell you that uh, the Buffalo Sabres, thank you, right on uh, time, Boston Bruins taking on the Buffalo Sabres. This is the first game for the Buffalo Sabres since making their... Expected the coaching change this week in relieving yep. Ralph Kruger and Steve Smith of their duties. A 12-game losing streak. Don Granado takes over uh, behind the bench, and they are uh, facing the Boston Bruins in mm-hmm. Buffalo. So it's a home game. There's uh, there's not a lot going right in the uh, city of Buffalo when it comes to hockey, and no. there, there's a lot of people who have piled on. 
I don't think we piled on yesterday or as much as we, we offered we some cre- sage advice. We created a blueprint for them to turn it around. Yes. Yes. Uh, the, the, the Buffalo Sabres, the, it's low-hanging fruit right now. Yes. It is. But there's also a, a line where you, you want to you wanna stay away from. Uh, mm-hmm. Boston Bruins uh, announcer Jack Edwards offered this to start their broadcast today. Uh, was, was that crossing the line? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> like 100% crossing the line. Like, um, it's, it's also putting the Boston Bruins into a real difficult spot. Should the, quote, <laughs> dumpster fire pull out a win. Like, it would be so fitting oh, yeah, for the yeah, Buffalo yeah, yeah. Sabres to pull out their first win in 13 games tonight because that clip will go viral for the wrong reason for not like not the reason that Jack Edwards wanted it to go viral it would be one of those moments that would be so so sweet if it comes back to bite him in the butt so what is the score let's go live to Ryan Wallace for a National Hockey League update involving the Buffalo Sabres trying to snap a 12-game losing streak hosting the Boston Bruins. Well, uh, yeah. The Buffalo Sabres are only down a goal, so that's good. It's 2-1 right now with just under five minutes in the second period. So what are the chances? What are the chances the Buffalo Sabres come back and make make a game of it and and put uh, put our good friend Jack into an awkward spot? I think they're good because I don't think the Boston Bruins are very good. And you know, I I, I didn't run that as a way to get to Jack. Uh, if if somebody makes a mistake on the air, mm-hmm. I don't run yeah. that stuff. I don't I don't I don't retweet it. I don't do any of that stuff. I make enough mistakes uh, for sure. We but if do. you say something that's deliberately rude or or mean or piling on, yeah, you know what? Uh, we'll we'll get to it and. Uh, and we'll make sure that uh, that it's dealt with. Uh, that that wasn't that wasn't right. There's enough problems with the uh, with Buffalo Sabers that yeah. the opposition announcer uh, jumping on board. But that's just me. Uh, so here's uh, here's something for you. Uh, mm-hmm. The New York Rangers beat the Philadelphia Flyers last night nine nothing. Yep. There's a couple of interesting points about this game. Nine nothing for one. It could have gone either way, but yeah. uh, but the Philadelphia Close Flyers one. just came up short. Uh, the New York Rangers' entire coaching staff was quarantined, much yeah. like what happened with the Vegas Golden Knights. Very similar to that situation earlier this year when Kelly McCrimmon uh, ran the bench along with the assistant of uh, uh, the Henderson Silver Knights coaching Ironically, staff. Ironically, nine goals in that game, too. Oh, good good parallel. You're welcome. Well done. I like Score. that. The St. Louis Blues won that game in a shootout. Uh, over the Vegas Golden Knights. Last night, without the coaching staff available, the New York Rangers won 9 nothing. The person uh, that ran the bench was Chris Knobloch. If you don't know Chris Knobloch, a uh, good junior uh, hockey career and, uh, and a fine coaching resume in major junior hockey, was mm-hmm. an uh, assistant coach with the Philadelphia Flyers for two years. 
before they made a change and Chris Knobloch ended up going and coaching the Hartford Wolfpack of the American Hockey League, the New York Rangers' mm-hmm. top affiliate. Now, when mm-hmm. the coaching staff of the Rangers was not available, Knobloch got the call and said, get up here, and you may be going on the road, but you got to coach this game. So Knobloch, after being cut loose by the Philadelphia Flyers, coaches his first National Hockey League game by the New York Rangers bench and yeah. beats his former boss and former team 9 Zip. That's fantastic. What do you think of that? I I think it's awesome. Um, I am always for those stories of of revenge and for, I mean, it's part of the reason why I want the Buffalo Sabres to beat the Bruins tonight, just because it would be sweet, sweet revenge against Jack Edwards. But yeah, I, I think that, you know, you get an opportunity and, you know, you, you have to know that the players are, are kind of pulling for that type of result like they are pulling for for their guy to show well in that debut and you know what good on the rangers it it hasn't necessarily been i think the season they expected to have and you get an opportunity to to light a team up like that it it makes it just that much better when you know that you've you've kind of delivered a great moment for your for for the guy that steps behind the bench yeah and where where i saw uh, apparently they made a mistake because they had mentioned Chris Drury being the guy behind the bench. So I'm glad Chris that... Drury was behind the bench. Oh, he, he was. was uh, he was an assistant coach. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe they didn't make a mistake. But no, he obviously wasn't more, the guy. more than one person. More than one, one people. One person stands behind. The bench. No, but Drury was not the guy calling the shots. He was an no, assistant. It was Knobloch. Well, he's was... he's not a coach, right? Chris Drury is the assistant manager and the manager for the Hartford Wolfpack. So you you would want somebody that's that's used to running a bench and. And being right there and calling lines and, and that kind of thing, so it's it, they didn't have a lot of options for people, quite yeah. frankly. Uh, it's a cool name. So, so yeah, Chris Knobloch. Uh, so I like that. It's good. I don't think he's any relation to Chuck. Yankee legend Chuck Knobloch. Minnesota twin legend. You Johnny come lately? Um, hey, I I'll I, I, I do you think, guys fight that. I don't one think out. he won a world. I mean, not that I'm a Yankee fan, so I really should just be quiet Stop. about it, but Knobloch did yeah. win a World Series with the Yankees. I don't think he won one with the Twins. You, you had me at maybe I should stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then what happened? Well, obviously uh, so, I didn't heed my own advice. Yeah. So here's the uh, the final tag on the uh, Chris Knobloch coaching the New York Rangers, summoned from the American Hockey League at the last minute and pounding his former team 9 nothing. Uh, per a couple of reports, he doesn't get the win. Really, doesn't get uh, doesn't get that official game coached. But why I not? To, uh, some kind of national hockey league because he's he's just filling in. Like yeah, it does, I don't, it doesn't go I don't down like as that. an official stat. But, I don't like that. Uh, I, I've been trying to confirm that all day and haven't found anybody to be able to do it because apparently it's not really high up on. On everybody's, I gotta get to Darren Millard's question about Chris Knobloch filling in and getting getting credit for a game coached uh, yeah. list. But that's uh, that's that's what I heard that uh, that he didn't actually doesn't actually get credit for the win or or be able to uh, get credit for the game's coach, which would mean that Kelly McCrimmon wouldn't have got that uh, as well. So interesting, a uh, little bit of fallout there. I have uh, an update from Buffalo. Oh yeah. Yeah, you you sound very excited about this. It's three to one. 
Oh, so the Bruins uh, are on the board. Who are the – Buffalo's won six games this season. Yes. Uh, Vegas has lost six games this season. Seven if you count the, the shootout loss. Sure. Yep. That's wild. Like, as great as Vegas' season has been, Buffalo's been the exact opposite in a horrible uh, finish. Who are, the, who are the six teams that they've beaten, or is it more than one team that they've beaten a couple of times? <laughs> okay. They've beaten the Washington Capitals once, the New York Rangers once, the Philadelphia Flyers once, and the New Jersey Devils three times. Yikes. Hmm. Uh, should the Buffalo Sabres ask Taylor Hall to waive the no-move clause? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Get something. Like and and real quick, sorry. It, ask him to waive, move him at the deadline, and if Taylor Hall wants to sign in Buffalo long term, do it in the offseason. But get something for Taylor Hall this year because you didn't get what you needed to get from him on the ice. Uh Boston Bruins and the Buffalo Sabres, the highlight of tonight. Last night it was the Ottawa Senators playing a game. And mm-hmm. the Ottawa Senators ended up losing in a shootout. Team? Yes, yes, they are. Uh, and so they went to overtime, and mm-hmm. uh, Shabbat played, uh, Thomas Shabbat played like two minutes for one shift, two minutes in overtime. So I knew his ice time was going to be up. So I did a little digging into the into the game afterwards uh, and, and looking at the ice time. And out of that game against the Vancouver Canucks, Thomas Shabbat played 34 minutes and 50 seconds of a regular season National Hockey League game. Defenseman, ice time a little bit higher, 34 minutes and 50 seconds in a season where you're not going to make the playoffs, and we all know that. With all due respect to the try, 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 34 minutes and 50 seconds in a regular season National Hockey League game in a season that's not going to give you anything. If you're on the cusp and you have to win this game and you're just – on the edge, fine. That is a disservice to me in in the development of a young defenseman. How did they trot that guy out for 35 it's, minutes in a regular season game? It's unnecessary wear and tear in a season in which you know exactly where you're going to finish within that division. Like, you're it, still in the it, development phase. It's There's nothing to gain from doing that now. Nothing. There's nothing to gain there. It's asinine. I'm I'm looking at it, and he did not record a point either in the game, which is here nor there. He actually got caught up on one play. So they go to a shootout. Mm-hmm. Strutzel shoots first. Josh yep. Norris shoots second. Drake Batherson shoots third. Ryan Dezingle shoots fourth. And then it ended. He plays 35, was he too tight? If he's so valuable to play 35 (laughs) minutes in the game, how is he not one of your shooters in a shootout? And I don't care if he is is awful in the shootout. you got to trot him back out there. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to lean that heavily on him and you get to that point, give him an opportunity. Like, you know, maybe he's Shea Theodore. Maybe he's got the uh, the handles in the shootout for a defenseman. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but... That's that seems that seems on par with the Ottawa Senators. 
Matt Murray was already out for the Ottawa Senators, and Joey Decord got hurt last night. Uh, oh. They're down uh, goaltending. Uh, Big-time uh, injuries there. So that's your one-timers for this Thursday, March on the VGK Insider Show. Coming up next, it is Catching Up with Chapman on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. BGK Insider Show, the time of the program where we turn it over to Chris Chapman for a couple of minutes. The last uh, few days, Jared Justice has raised the level of this segment. I hope you're prepared to rise up with it. Yeah, first of all, I find that hard to believe. but uh, Oh, no, Jared was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, he was really good. So anyway. The listeners will tell you. Yeah, they, they'll tell me that the bar was not raised at all by Jared Justice. But nonetheless, uh, this morning found it was, out. It was, it's, a, it's a bar that I don't think you're going to be able to clear. Okay. Like you've you've got to get the pole out and try to vault over it. Yeah, That's how I, high the bar was I, raised. I, Come on now. Now I know you're lying. But uh, no, seriously. Like, how are you at pole vaulting? Because that's what you're going to need to do here. Believe it or not, I actually did that in high school. You did not. Well, yes, then, I, I I I was a track runner. Believe it or not, I was. You know uh, what? Jared didn't get easily swayed into talking about something else. All right. So he took command of this. So this morning, I found out thanks to our friend Jackie Redman and uh, Justin Cuthbert, who is. Not a friend of ours yet, anyway. But uh, that oh Mark Andre Fleury, <laughs> believe it or not, is a big fan of Olive Garden. So apparently, when he goes out on the road, that's one of the restaurants he he seeks out and he likes. He enjoys the Olive Garden, which I find to be very, very cool. And and it's just so fitting that Flower would be the kind of guy who enjoys the breadsticks and the soup and the salad that they have at Olive Garden. It's doesn't everybody? Well, yeah, but but. I mean, Mark Andre Fleury could go to any restaurant he wants in any mm-hmm. NHL city, and he's probably eaten a steak for free, except in probably, places. I mean, probably not. Well, in a lot of places. I'm telling you, that he, salad, those breadsticks. I don't care what the cost. They're they're good. They are good. I I'm a fan. I, I I mean, and and I think it's fitting that City National Arena was literally built steps from an Olive Garden right there in uh, Summerlin. So, I th- I think it's cool. Thanks to Jackie Redmond for. Uh, Discussing that this morning, that uh, Mark Andre Fleury, a big fan of the Olive Garden. I know where the Olive Garden is down Charleston. Yeah, that's the one. And I know, and I know where City National is. Like that's mm-hmm. like, what do you consider steps? Come on, you could walk there. It's like a ten minute walk. It's nothing. It's it's more or less across the street. Yeah, uh, I mean, if, unless you're lazy. I'm lazy. Like, uh, let me let me put it to you this way: If you okay. take the time to walk there, you can eat an extra breadstick or like three. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. You're welcome. I'm in. Tomorrow, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Chapman doesn't like being compared to Justice, does he? No, like no he didn't clear I, the bar either. I like Jared a lot. You didn't Tell clear me about the this bar. Pole vaulting thing. Like how how long? Like how high did you jump? About ten feet. That that's a sport. There's a lot of sports that that look easier than they. It's not are. easy. And I had that, a friend who was seriously impossible. injured. I have a friend who was seriously injured doing it, and that was the end Ow. of it for me. His pole broke. Oh, I, it's not laughing. I'm it, I'm dead serious. It it was it was pretty scary. So that was it for me. I checked out after that. 
You bailed? I, I'm done. No way. <laughs> uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow. Tee up the LA Kings and the Vegas Golden Knights. Start of the first of two games on the weekend on the VGK Insider Show.